This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another week here on Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, joined by your other two hosts, Brooke Hills and Caleb Holgerson. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, it's still <laughs> awkward, no matter what. No matter all, what all I All you do. have to do is say hello. That's I know. Cool. It just feels weird. It doesn't <laughs> ever feel like there's the right time. It doesn't ever feel. Well, and now we're doing this on <laughs> Zoom. So now it's like... I know. when. Do, I, no, hey, yeah. <laughs> it's I know there's somebody out there that's like, I'm never listening to this again if she doesn't learn to say hello. <laughs> hey, and yeah. I, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, yeah. But um. you're, you're back, so you must be listening again. Um, as you can tell, we are continuing to record from our computers, from our homes. Um, and I'm so grateful. A little overwhelmed at times. I've had this conversation with Caleb. A little overwhelmed, but grateful for technology. Um, you know, it's really what's kind of saving our rear ends these days with jobs and being able to do multiple things from home. So, um, so grateful to be able to do that today. Um, but we wanted to really dive into some things today that uh, we know that we are all experiencing on various levels. And so wanted to see if maybe that resonated with you guys as well as we just process what this world looks like right now. <laughs> so that involves diving into two emotions um, known as fear and sadness, which I'm sure you're just jumping up and down about. What a joy. <laughs> yes, just what you wanted to dive into. Yes. Um, but well, I do, I'm isolating. That's what I'm 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 isolating. Talk about. Let's just talk about more sadness here, okay? Um, but I do think it's important, and this is what I love about Mercy, um, and this is one thing I appreciate about just our conversations too here is that, um, yes, we have the hope of Jesus and we know that our, our hope is secure and we stand on a firm foundation, but we also want to, um, be honest and like good stewards of the, of the things that God has given us and, and just be real with one another and saying, Hey, I'm struggling and I need help yeah. and asking for help. And so that's not, um, a loss. That doesn't mean that you are, you know, like, now an unworthy child of God to reach out and go, I actually am sad. I actually am right. fearful in this time. And so let's talk about how to process that in a healthy way today. So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. Yeah. I, I know y'all talked about this uh, last week, but uh, I, and I think it's really important to you know, take time to be with the Lord and to process what you're, what you're feeling through all these changes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, at, at first in any way, try to, you know, put on a, a mask or pretend everything's okay when it's not. And um, that's not going to get us very far in the long run. And so, yeah, with that said, I mean, I think today, you know, we'll dive into fear and sadness and kind of learn what they're trying to tell us. Uh, a lot of the ground that we're going to cover today is taken from the book uh, Voice of the Heart by Dr. Chip Dodd. And, um, it's all about uh, this idea that, you know, though most of us have a general idea of our emotions and what they mean, it's, it's a whole other thing to learn how to process them in a healthy way, especially in chaos. So let's go ahead and dive into our first one. It's really exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, fear is a feeling that 
allows us to recognize when we're in danger and mm. to cry out for help when we're in need. And I think, you know, there, we can't be consumed by fear and function completely out of that, but it does serve a purpose, sure. right? So some people like, because, like it shouldn't be a part of me. That's not true. We were created that it exists, but you know, when you get into the spirit of fear, that's kind of a different thing. Mm. Um, but Chip Dot explains, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and just read this quote so I don't mess yeah. it up, but he says, the help we receive when we cry out helps us learn how to trust, believe, and live. And so, I mean, if you just think about a time when, you know, you've cried out to God and when he shows up, like how powerful that is, right? The, yeah. the Not just the relief of that, the relationship that's built in that, the trust that's built in that, um, you know, a, a memory of... I'm, I'm trying to think, sorry, I'm kind of struggling here a little bit, but like you see this all the time in the Bible, like with Abraham, the Israelites, King David and our own yeah. lives is that anytime like they're working through the feeling of fear instead of denying and putting it down. I mean, David more than anybody, right? He's mm, like, yeah. not only are we going to work through this, we're going to write and sing about it. Write about it. Right? <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, they, they just were kind of honest. They lamented, if you will, to the Lord. And so we don't want to obviously live in that place constantly. Mm. Um, but it shows like, hey, when I'm afraid, I'm supposed to turn to the Lord. Yeah. I'm not supposed to stuff this down and then act like, you know, I got to deal with this on my own. Like the Lord is there. Just like if my kid is afraid, I want him to come to me. Yes. Um, and so we're not at all saying that God is like, I'm so glad you're fearful. And that he of course condones being in alignment with the spirit of fear. Um, you know, but we are saying that these feelings when they're brought to Jesus can really serve as like, um, what's the word you use? Like bumper strips. Bumper strips. Like when, on a highway. Yeah. Or yeah. when something's wrong. Yeah. yeah, you said that. And so, you know, I think that, that um, you know, it's important when we feel a feeling to be like, what's behind that? What's going on there? And then to address it and not just try and make it go away. And I'm saying that as a person who 100% tries to make feelings go away so I can push forward and win, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm saying that humbly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I think it's, it's just funny. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this too, but especially in the church, I feel like feelings are always demonized as either the enemy or they don't warrant our attention. And so I have grown up really listening to, um, just that voice of, if you are feeling something, number one, just assume it's wrong. If you are feeling something, number two, you need to work against it because that's the flesh and all of these things instead of going, hey, maybe this is trying to tell me something. Maybe this is actually an honest part of me. And part of working through this is not allowing that feeling to consume me, but taking that feeling to Jesus. And so I just, Brooke, do you have, um, maybe somebody can relate to that today. Like a lot of their life has been consumed with just people saying, well, stuff it down or get over it or it's fine or suck it up or, or even like, that's a lie. You know, God, God the, just go by the, what the word of God says. And listen, we are saying that the word of God is the ultimate source of truth. This is not to, to say otherwise. But what would you say to somebody who could relate to that that said, man, I've never been told that my feelings matter. Like, how would you, right. how would you encourage them? <laughs> I mean, a couple, I mean, just again, you know, as a clinician, like I spend so much time being like, yeah, yep, that's exactly, that makes sense that you feel that way and felt that way. And a lot of times either 
so someone can accept that they, you know, like they may feel bad, they feel fear, fearful, if you will. I mean, whatever emotion comes out of that, the agreements we make, because someone told us like, suck it up, buttercup, we got to, you know, get this done, you know, or whatever it may be, or just not feeling validated. I, I kind of, my favorite thing is like when people, you know, are really upset and somebody tells you to calm down yeah. and everybody's like, oh, okay, well, thank you. Right. And now we'll be calm. Yeah, yeah. now I'm calm. That helped. No, you know, what, what helps calm people down is if somebody's upset, like, oh gosh, I see you're upset. What's going on? Yes. Right. We acknowledge that there's something happening. It is telling us that something matters to us at some level or an agreement has been made somewhere. It's something that's worth exploring. And so, I mean, I think just looking at Luke 10, 27, right. It's a whole person. We don't yes. deny ourselves of that. You don't, you don't live your life. You don't ride that roller coaster and there's yeah. times to go, this feeling isn't true. Right. I'm, right. But you can't do that if you don't actually understand it and assess it and give it over to the Lord to help That's you figure good. out. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I guess I should actually say or reference the scripture just that like, <laughs> He says, you must love the Lord, your God, right? With all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind. There's a reason yeah. that he talks about the whole thing. Yeah. And again, there is a difference between fears and emotion and a spirit of fear. That's good. And I think it's really important that we understand the difference of those two things too. One of them is just a natural part of life that keeps us safe or helps us pay attention. Huh? That feels weird. And the other is something that's, that you have come into an agreement with, or we have come into an agreement mm -hmm. with, and it's ruining our life. Wow. Right. Or it's, or it's, yeah. it's dictating our life or our thoughts. Does that make sense at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's really good. You know, there's an entire book, uh, in the Bible called Lamentations. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. like, you, yep. like you, you are definitely allowed to take those things to uh, the Lord. Right. You know, I, I think that's always uh, good to, to note that, you know, there's an entire book that that's just, it's almost just complaining to God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, if anybody's listening, that, that that's for somebody. There, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, that's good. It's probably a good place to mention um, this uh, term that Dr. Uh, Dr. Dodd re re refers to. He says, um, he uses the term impaired fear and he refers to impaired fear as anxiety. And we talked about this quite a bit last week, but anxiety is the dread of something when we don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's dread looking for an object to place control on so that we can make fear go away. Uh, Dot also suggests that many of us have possibly experienced sickness from from not being honest with our feelings or from trying to control everything around us which is anxiety in times like these the the first thing we we often want to do is find something to control mm -hmm. uh, but a big part of the process is learning that we're not the ones in control and resting in the ones who is who, yeah and the one who is not the ones who is that didn't make sense but give up control yes. to God. We're ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Philippians 4 addresses this so well. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The question here is, will we reach out in faith when we're afraid or will we pull inward and try to control everything around us, which comes anxiety yeah man yeah yeah no i don't know i've never really been controlling um so i can't <laughs> quite understand that um 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't, yeah, I say that in such a good face. It's, I tried really hard. <laughs> no, Rachel was like, she's not. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous how much I try and control. And guys, I have a really great relationship with the Lord. And I do, I try yeah. and control. That's what the battle is. That's the constant yeah. battle of existence. You know, and I'm actually, this is kind of fresh for me. Yesterday was like a really rough day for me in control. And and having to go and, and, you know, I literally, it was like, I will not stop until I play one worship song through and think about the words the whole time, instead of going through every bit of a scenario, you know, oh, that happened yes. that I'm like trying to fix. It was like, I mean, there was like some discipline that I had to have around it because if not, I was just going to obsessively try and, and fix things that just, right. I can't fix, you yeah. know? Um, yep. And so, yeah, like that verse, I think what's so important about it too, is that it talks about it. It's not just giving it to the Lord, um, right? We're petitioning, we're praying, we're, th- <clears throat> we're thanking him, we're praising him for yeah. the positions we're in, the what he's going to do, the way he's going to order our steps. Um, but also it says like the peace is going to guard our hearts and minds. And yeah. that's where it goes, right? Where you hand it over and you let it go. And then our hearts and minds are guarded so that we can move on and exist in life, you yeah. know, because really, I mean, and it, it doesn't happen to me often, but when it does, I'm just like done for, you know, my husband was like, what the heck happened to you? You know? And I was like, just let me feel my feelings. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I don't know what to do with this, <laughs> So, you know, um, you know, but anyway, I mean, and nobody like, I guess another feeling of that no one really loves and that's sadness. Oh man. And you know, but sadness is important. Mm. And I'm again, kind of speaking personally about this. Like I am not a sad person. I, I, I'm just not, it's just not something I've dealt with, but there was a season not long ago that I was sad mm. and it was weird. And now I had to really dig into some things, but the Lord had some really good stuff for me. There things that yeah. I hadn't, had not decided to deal with. I had no idea. Wow. And even just some places of me, I'm like, Lord, I'm just sad. You know, yeah. it was, it was bizarre. Friends and family were like, and it wasn't depression. It was just really mm-hmm. sadness, you know, yeah. and, and filtering that out. Um, you know, and, and it's a feeling that like allows us to deal with what, with life on life's terms, life mm-hmm. isn't perfect. It isn't yeah. easy. It isn't fair. It's none of those. And, um, and Chip, actually talks about that. And he says like, life is hard. We are human and we are not God. I need to actually yeah. write that on my wall somewhere. <laughs> I am not God. Cool. I am not God. Uh, yeah. Good to know. And life is hard, you know, and yes. in that feeling we have when, you know, we lose something we're attached to. Um, and so, you know, sadness allows us to honor the memory of what we lost, which I will, I will say, this is my personal thing. I don't think he says this in the book, but sadness and grief can go hand in hand, but they're also different in some ways, like a grieving, you know, grieving something doesn't always come with sadness, but it is a piece of it, you know, and allowing yourself to sit in that. Yeah. Um, so, so no one may care but me, but I do think there is a small distinction there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Hey guys, Rachel here. We're going to get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that If you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them, whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. 
We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're going to stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. And I love what you said. Sadness allows us to to grieve or to mourn what was lost, I guess I should say. And it really allows us to honor the memory of what was lost. That has been the most freeing, I guess, concept for me. Um, because I think a lot of us are feeling that right now. I mean, whether we want to admit it or not, like, you know, we were all just talking about how different life was a month ago, a month ago. And I think about what our life is now. And this sounds so silly. Um, I'm just going to say it because maybe somebody else can relate to it too. So one thing that I've really mourned that I've really mourned uh, yesterday was um, my youngest daughter or my middle daughter takes gymnastics and she has missed class and just been like, mommy, mommy, when are we going to go back? And it's like her thing she just looks forward to. And I knew yesterday that I was going to, I needed to go ahead and cancel it because I knew from here out till at least May, but probably longer. Um, we weren't going to have it. And I really mourned that. And I know that sounds silly, but it was like this piece of life that I know she doesn't understand, but it was about to change it in a big way because of everything that's changed already. Um, and I think before I would have been like, this is so dumb. I am like such a wuss. But the truth is, I think it's giving, giving yourselves the permission to recognize that like, this is not easy. Like there's been a lot of change and nobody has to pretend like they have it all together. Cause, uh, AKA no, none of, none of us do have it all together. Um, but I love first Peter five, seven, where it says, pour out all your worries and stresses on him and just leave him there for he tenderly cares for you. And he doesn't give you like a size requirement or, okay, it has to be like a death in the family or major depression or no, just bring what you have. Um, and he, he cares about it. He will, he will carry that, um, with you and for you. And side note, since we're talking about sadness, I don't know if you, if y'all love the movie inside out. Um, you should love it. It's one of my favorites. Um, (laughs) just saying, but actually what's funny, uh, that movie has kind of come to a new light in these last couple of weeks. Uh, cause you know, the whole time, if you've seen it and if you haven't, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, and it's been out for like four years. So go see. Um, but joy the whole time is trying to get rid of sadness because she doesn't see its value. She thinks she's annoying. She's always bringing the mood down. And then by the end of the movie, you realize that sadness is essentially just that is honoring the memory of what matters to you. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've seen that flashbacks of that movie in my mind several times this week of just being okay with the fact that I'm not okay or it feels like I'm not okay. And that's okay because I know the one who is in control, if that makes sense. And so I can bring in what I have now and I don't have to pretend that I'm something I'm not in this moment. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I'm, I'm processing this with you also as we're recording this. I'm, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, good. They're- <laughs> A counseling session with Brooke. Yes, guys. A live so, um, counseling session right now. <laughs> 
I mean, but no, you have a, you have a good point though, because part of what he talks about too in the book is like trying to deny or bypass our own sadness can lead to an impaired expression of sadness, which is self-pity, right? Like it's just, and that's, that is not a good look for anyone. We all have done it. We all have sat in it, you know, and depending on your personality type, maybe some more than others, not judging, um, force. And so, um, but I think that, you know, a piece of that is, yeah, like we have to take the time to acknowledge our losses. Right. You know, like even in this moment more than ever that all of us, you know, are like, what, you know, really being like, I don't know what the world will will look like in a month or whatever that is. Or maybe they're through this loss of jobs, loss of, you know, relationships again we mentioned like some people are having to grieve on their own like they can't right. all be together yeah. during yeah. that um and, and you know and I, I know this whole COVID thing is so topical right now and it, it just seems it seems kind of trite mm-hmm. to talk about things before in some right. ways when people are walking through such hard things right now um but even if it's in the middle of this we do have a place where we don't have to be stuck in self-pity yeah you can feel your feelings take the time, let it happen. And it may be a process, it might be for months to come after this, you know, depending on the impact of your loss, years to come. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, But when we sit in self-pity, we actually escape the grief. Mm. When we, you know, we escape, we escape the process at some level um, because it never kind of moves on. Yeah. You know, Um, and it's okay to have a moment in time. You get to feel sorry for yourself. Just let it be a moment and then move on so that there can be healing and going back to the fear piece. So there can be relationship out of that too. Mm, That's good. If if your existence becomes self-pity, it's just not good. But like leading, working through our own sadness leads to resilience. Mm. Um, And also just saying like, it's not okay right now. Yeah. And that's fine. Right. It's fine. It is fine that everybody's not sitting at home feeling really happy about what's going down in the world. But our job is to be, you know, uh, mature enough, I think, at some level to go, but I'm not going to let this dictate my existence. I don't have to sit in this in the sense of never moving forward. I'm going to sit in it and learn what I need to learn and let the Lord minister to me in that place and then pick up and go on, you know? That's so good. Yeah, man, that's really good. So there's, I think, three big takeaways from this episode. The first would be um, take time to get alone with the Lord and ask Him to reveal a specific moment where you try to bypass your own sadness and seek healing on your own. I think that one's huge. Uh, from there, ask him to remind you of his heart for you in that particular situation and give yourself the, the time and space to be sad about that particular loss with him. And lastly, uh, write down these two uh, pieces of scripture and leave them somewhere. You'll see them, you know, your bathroom, nightstand, kitchen sink, microwave, wherever you hang out the most, I guess. That's to remind you of God's <laughs> the coffee pot. That's a good spot. Yes. To remind you of God's nearness. And stuff. So the first one is Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And the second is Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Mm, that's so good. Thank you for those. Um, and thank you guys for this today. I feel like even talking about this, even on this podcast, even hearing you say that you had a hard day, that in, in some weird way, like just encourages me because it lets me know like, oh, 
uh, so it is okay to, to actually like process and, and, and really sit down and look at what's going on. Cause I think a lot of times we can feel like, well, it's just me that's not handling it well. Like I see everybody on Facebook and they're having these spontaneous prayer meetings and like revivals. And I feel like I am really <laughs> not holding it in well. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, it's just, I mean, there's because there, I and I've had them too where you know those moments of fire and then I come out of it and it's like oh sweet Jesus take the wheel and so even hearing your honesty encourages me and I think that's why being honest in this process with ourselves for sure but with one another is so beneficial so thanks guys for doing that that's today awesome. yeah thank, thank you. you Rachel yeah. And well, by those scriptures, you can also write like, you're awesome. Like something happy too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just like, you know, exactly. yeah. he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And then I am also awesome. And God loves me. And I don't God know. Loves me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, a little. I don't, I don't know that I want to read that and get in my coffee. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I and so I, we, we need to hear them, but then... But then, right now it's a little things. Brooke, before we recorded this, took a sip of her Red Bull and was like, yes, there's one more sip. And I was like, you know what? That is so true. Like, there's nothing better than having one last full sip of your beverage. It's just, I was gone, but it wasn't. And I did. I was so happy about it. Thanks. We're going to enjoy that moment. It's a little thing. It's a little thing. So, all right, guys. Well, we will be back here with you next week. Until then, we just pray the peace and grace of Jesus to cover you today. We'll talk to you then. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.